0: This is Tony Speaks and my lovely wife Kim. We are the founders and co-creators of the lifestyle brand and podcast Becoming Disciplined. Every week we meet, learn from, and share best practices with highly disciplined men and women from a variety of fields and endeavors.
1: You know what I mean, but but it but it comes back to the, the point in the military, you don't have a lot of time to make decisions. Sure. Some of the things make decisions is your preparation.
0: Kwame North, aka Verbal Chemistry, is an accomplished athlete, a youth coach, an entrepreneur, a military man, and a recording artist. But most of all, he is a man of discipline. Today on Becoming Discipline, we interview Kwame North, aka Verbal Chemistry. I want you all to know I don't invite anyone on Becoming Discipline who is not disciplined in at least one of the following areas. Spirituality, mental, physical, emotional, slash relationships, finance, calendar, home organization, or data organization. And for our listening audience, I just want you to know I met this young man, Kwame North, many, many years ago. Uh, I believe almost 10, 12 years ago. And Mm. I recognized at a very, very, very young age that this man had an unprecedented level level of discipline. He um uh, he was disciplined beyond his years. He stood out for his level of discipline. And uh what I've learned in this podcast though is that sometimes my view of, of what a person is disciplined at when I bring them on the show other levels of discipline that I never even noticed come out and mm-hmm. become relevant in the interview. So yeah. I know what I think Kwame uh, Kwame North is disciplined about, but I want you all to find out about him for yourself. But before we talk about the issue of discipline, let's try to understand Kwame's context. As we know through our studies of scripture and any other type of book, we know that context is everything. Kwame, welcome to the show. And can you tell me
1: about your context? Can you tell me about your early childhood development? Yeah, definitely. I appreciate you, Tony, and uh, glad to be here on the show. Um, I guess, I guess uh, and the, the context is so important because, uh, one, I, w- I was born in Ghana, Amen. Amen. So, Africa, so that changes everything. So right <laughs> from the, you know, uh, I got an international global ministry, Amen. but I won't realize that so later. You Amen. know, so some of the things I think that that happened to us, we don't know the full extent until we live a little bit of life and then we get understanding, get insight and revelation. So being born in Ghana came to the States when I was five years old, mm-hmm. you know? So first spot we hit up is New York in transit. We settled down in Virginia. You know, I remember seeing snow for the first time. And so, um, when I, when I come uh, to to the States, to the United States, I'm living with my mom and then I'm living with my stepfather, but I, I don't know, I don't really understand the dynamic that he's my stepfather. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when I left Ghana, you know, uh, part, again, part of the context is they, you know, chiefs, I come from a line of chiefs. My dad had multiple wives
2: mm. and my
1: mom didn't want to play second fiddle. So she's like, no, nah, I'm not marrying you because you already got three or four already lined up.
2: Right, right,
1: right. Right. But so when I leave Ghana, I leave my dad, which I, again, I didn't really understand that at the time. And then I settle into Virginia with a stepfather and the dynamic of that relationship was never really established. Mm. You know, so, so imagine, um, you know, five years old, the father figure, you're not really sure that that dynamic is not really explained. Hey, this is your stepfather. You know, mm-hmm. he loves you. Your real dad is in Ghana. So that's not so I'm, I'm trying to go through my childhood trying to figure that out. Sure. So we we, 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 you know, I, I was the oldest of four brothers. Um, all of my brothers have the same last name. I have a different last name. Mm-hmm. So you're going to maybe a little bit of confusion and chaos for me you know? Uh, and so that was kind of the dynamic growing up. I was the eldest. Uh, my mom had four boys. Um, uh, we lived in uh, Alexandria uh, until middle school. Then we moved out to Chantilly, more of the suburbs. Um, you know, Alexandria, the the minority was the majority. So it was, you know, brown skin, you know, people that looked like me. Right. So, you know, there was a level of comfort. But basketball, came a ticket for me. Basketball allowed me to connect with people from all different colors. So we moved out to Chantilly, which it was majority my Caucasian brethren. Um <laughs> I was able to make friends really quickly. You know what I mean? That orange rock allowed me to connect with people from all different colors. So basketball sports, um, I'm a big proponent of sports, uh especially um with your 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 podcast with discipline, you know, one of the things I learned that discipline is taught in athletics and in the military. Like straight out they teach you discipline in the military you're gonna get taught and then uh in sports they teach you discipline because you're getting up when you don't want to get up to run those those, uh those sprints you know to work on your game so you learn discipline in those two arenas for sure um so that that was kind of the context growing up the oldest of four boys um trying to figure out identity with that dynamic in the household um you know as the oldest you know you you got to lead your brothers you know what i mean and so um but that, that, that was that was the early childhood context, you know, sure. coming from Ghana, living in the U.S., dealing with all that confusion of identity and then trying to, you know, uh, make a path for myself.
0: Sure. sure. Now, I, I've got a weird question. I got to be careful. You have to be careful how you ask this question, because there's some folks who will try to take it the wrong way. I'm saying it in a very positive way, um, because, you know, and I'm aware, like there, there's even political candidates who have gotten themselves. Uh, in trouble because uh when they see you know when they see a young brother who who is very articulate they use they overuse the phrase articulate you saw what i'm saying like like uh you know like like certain folks are not supposed to be able to speak english okay and and that's not my intent at all uh but i will say this you more than more than probably any other associates that i have you your your power over the English language and mm. your your uh, ability, the way you pronounce your words and the way you speak and the way you, you know, I hate to overuse the terms. I'm going to say it again. The way you articulate yourself mm. is very, very precise and very disciplined, even in the way you talk. Mm. Can, can right. you think about who, who was there a person in your early childhood development who said, no, this is the way you say it. Or this is the way uh, you speak, or is this because? And 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 for me, for all the listeners, I'm not saying it. I'm not asking this because Kwame is a brother. I'm not asking it because he's from Ghana. I'm because I'm just trying to say beyond all of bound, beyond all those boundaries among a lot of people I meet. You speak uh, extremely well, you know. And I'm saying it as a uh, as as someone who's getting into podcasting, as someone who's because people need to know the context so they don't accuse me of doing what, uh, what, what Joe Biden did to Obama. Cause actually Joe Biden did this to Obama way back in the day and he got Uh in trouble for it. So I want people to know my context. I'm a country boy from North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? So, so my, my articulation, my, uh, my slur of words can sometimes be problematic for me. Mm -hmm. And then within my circle, you know, uh, Sometimes it can almost be accepted uh, to, to not pr- uh, pronounce the king's language, you know, the correct way. Right. So I guess my question is, who was it that who was it that uh, who was it that instilled that in you? Was that Chantilly or was that moms or mm. who, who who helped you with that?
1: Well, as far as I can remember, I, we'll, we'll take it to third grade. And uh, yeah. I remember my third grade uh, English teacher. You know, so when we when we lived in Alexandria, I was in uh, they call it a uh, tag, talented and gifted okay okay the smart kids <laughs> all right <laughs> Right. and i remember my third grade teacher Ms. Lipkowitz. Sure. and anytime um you know you ask uh how to spell a word or what a word meant she'd be like i'll use a dictionary how about you right, right. <laughs> okay so this is third grade oh right? wow. so i'll use a dictionary how about you like, wow Lipkowitz. Okay. i guess that too right so i learned how to get into the dictionary um uh When I was in high school, I actually took Latin, okay and that was more so to help with the SATs. It's not like I was trying to be a scholar, you know. Sure. That, you know, Latin is a dead language. You know, they don't, they don't speak. It's not like French or Spanish. Sure. um But it was more so. Now you understood the derivative where words came from, mm. and then I was English major at the Naval Academy. You know, so again, you learn how to, and then being an artist, creative artist, you play with words. Sure. Now yeah. you you look at words, the double meaning, the pronunciation of a word. Um, you know, for example, uh, um, like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Or, I got a mean mug. Right. You right, know, they right. spell the same way. Sure. You, you know what I'm saying? So now, okay, now, now words become fun. But then, then you also understand the power of words. So you can't just say anything. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm in a conversation, some of the things I say a lot is, what do you mean by that? Because what I learned is, you know, numbers, when you're dealing with math and numbers, right, there's no interpretation. You got the equal sign and you balance the scale. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. X, Y equals three. Then you can figure out what the variables are. In English, you know, you got people from, you know, they they got the, the uh, their slang, the vernacular changes, the urban dictionary. So you say, hey man, what, what do you mean by that? Turned mm-hmm. up, now, what, what did that really mean? <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so you learn that. Um, Listen, and then also just ask the question, man, what do you mean by that? Because I know what it means for me, but I don't want to assume, and I'm off track if I don't ask you the question, give you the opportunity to explain yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so you know, from where I can remember, starting in third grade, getting into the dictionary, uh, understanding the meaning of words, and then my natural gifting of words that I believe God gave me, hence verbal chemistry, is the gift of words. I'm ripping it open, translate written to spoken. Mm-hmm. That's the myth behind the gift.
2: Sure, sure, you know?
1: that's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. And and now even the more you
0: talk, it makes me even glad I asked that question because it makes me, you know, you do have a gifting when it comes to to wordplay. Now, question prior to age five,
1: was it tweet or that? that used to, uh, what, can tree. you say it again? Tree. So it, it's like tree. three, but take out the H. Tree. Oh, OK, <laughs> like, there you go. Three. All right. Amen. 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 L.T.W.I.
0: Okay. Okay. Now, but, uh, can, in 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 Ghana, that's one of the the main languages. Are there any
1: other language? No, it's, it's so so Ghana is a uh, British colony, so the the main language is English. But then you have the tribal languages. Okay. And regional languages, you know, okay. and so tree. I think Ga is one of it. Ga, and then uh, I think uh, Fanti, F A N T I. But but tree, from what I know, is is one of the uh, the major languages. Yeah, TWI pronounced tree.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen.
1: Amen. Yeah.
0: Now, yeah. now now question. Uh
1: prior to age so prior to H five, you were speaking both. Yeah, yeah, I was speaking tree. Um prior to H five, I remember speaking tree. I, I was fluent in it. And then when I came to the States, it was almost like English only. And so I'm mad that I lost it. I can um I can I can speak parts of it. You know, I I can speak enough to like move conversations along and I can hear it better than I could speak it but I'm, I'm not fluent. Like if I, if I was to go back to will think I was a fraud, you know? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow.
2: Wow. Wow.
0: Now question. Now, well let me speak about something else about that. I learned from a friend uh, about Ghana. Uh, he was explaining to me that if you're born on a certain day of the week, that everyone who's born on this day of the week has a particular name. Is that the, are you familiar with that? Cool. Yeah. Can you kind of explain oh, yeah, it to yeah, our yeah. audience? Cause I don't think a lot of Americans understand that.
1: You know that that's a very powerful concept for Ghana because, again, I, I believe that's part of—I believe, right—part of God's agenda: just connecting people, right? Sure. And then learning about people from other cultures because a lot of people have the, this misconception that if you were born in the U.S., that you are from the U.S. Right, Nobody's right, right. from the U.S. The Amen. U.S. is a relative, a relatively new country. Amen. Ain't nobody from the U.S. Amen. You got parents that else amen,
0: amen praise god amen that's true okay. that is true
1: like what you mean you from u.s are you a native american You're not from right, America.
0: right. <laughs> amen amen amen
1: so 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 Ghana's naming system right so based off the day of the week you were born you know uh sunday through saturday and then if you're male of a fee or a female you have a name so me i was born on a saturday right so my name is kwame or kwame i i, I americanized it kwame okay. make it <laughs> uh, so 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 Kwame means born on a Saturday. And the counterpart to that the female part is Ama. So when you begin to start looking at um the naming structure, right? You can pull like the female name out of the male name.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's very similar. Right, right, right. You know what right I mean right. um so uh for example um uh born on a Sunday is Kwesi. Mm-hmm. Uh, the female uh, version of that is a koswa. Okay. okay. I mean, um, you know, what I mean so so it's, uh, very interesting. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, my so son's maybe, name was. If you know, the day of the week you were born, and right. if you're a male, or female, you already know your name.
0: Mm. And then right after that, there's also a tribal name. I mean, there's a, there's
1: another name to kind of uh, let the person know what tribe. So so you have so you have your day name right. That's the day of the week you were born. And then you have what, what they call your Christian name. So it could be Emmanuel, Joseph, uh, you know, names that, that oh, okay, I I, know, I recognize that. And then you have your your family name. Okay. And and for me, it's it's Ophori. Okay. You know, that's the so the, my, my my day name, Kwame. And then for me, my middle name, I didn't have a middle name. I took on my grandfather's middle name as my middle name, mm. which is Newman. Okay, okay. So so my my dad is Emmanuel, Ofori Coranton. and what he did was the family name is Ofori, but he hyphenated and took on the name of, you know, maybe somebody that he honored and hyphenated it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now another thing that get, can give us discipline is ceremonies and rituals, and I have had the experience, and it, and and I can say to use the vernacular, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I have had the experience of going. Right to a wedding with, you know, a Ghana, a Ghanaese sponsored wedding, uh, you know, a wedding from Ghana, you know, and, and, and and I wasn't quite ready. Okay. So when you got married, when you got married, did you have a, did you, did you have a traditional wedding or, or what kind of wedding did you have?
1: No, we didn't have a traditional wedding at all. And then, uh, you know, um, we had, we had a simple wedding just because of the time period in which I got married. It was a lot of a lot of stress going on i didn't sure. want my wife my bride to be stressed out so i just like hey we're going to keep it simple we can always do the traditional stuff later okay uh, we kept it real simple now my brother on the other hand he did the traditional thing um for me just because and again part of the context being a military man it's just certain things i just don't respond too well like stress i don't right. hold up man we it's unnecessary Amen, you know I mean? amen. We want to be together, rather we we work on our marriage, all this traditional stuff, which again, because I'm in the military, I don't go to Ghana as much as I as you would think. Sure, sure, sure. I came into the States, right, at age five. Next time I go back is at age 12, mm. right? Next time I go back after that is age 35. Mm. So it's like a 23-year gap. I don't go back to the country. Wow, 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 so wow. You, you would think that I know the customs of where I came from, but that's right, not right. the case. I've been indoctrinated. Okay. Not military-wise, but, you know, just Western civilization, trying right. to be Americanized. Right, 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 right. The right. big assumption would be like, man, you should know a lot about your country. I, I, I should, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll delete, that. I'll delete that question then. But now, I, um, that's, a question. that's a very valid question, you know, because that's part of the journey. Part of my identity is, man, let me learn more about the culture. That True. way if I want like a 10 year anniversary for my wedding, man, we might do the traditional route. So it's not out the question. Right, right, right. That's right. not out the question. You know what I mean? Because I wanna I wanna honor the parents, pay homage, do it, do it the right way, have a load of understanding. But like, hold up, I don't want that in my marriage. Or <laughs> because you don't want to go into things blindly just for the sake of doing tradition. Like when you yeah. understood Mars Hill, okay, hold up. Now nah, that gotta come out. Right, You're right, right. It's the level of understanding where you know what I appreciate this about my culture, all that other stuff they don't need to be there then right, you dig right. instead of you going full blown I want to please my parents so i'm gonna do it this traditional thing which conflicts with my values, sure you know sure, what I mean sure. so if I'm gonna do it I'm in a time period where I feel comfortable doing it or I'm not doing it
0: amen, no big amen. deal amen now the the beautiful thing I saw my my friend Samuel invited me to his wedding in Jersey, and something that was beautiful that they would have the brides, they had the brides before the vows were said, they had the bride, I can't remember it was before or after. They had the mm-hmm. bride's family come out to the center and do a dance, right? Okay. And then they went and shuffled back, right? Then they had and I and this is why I said I wasn't ready, you know what I'm saying? Because I ain't gifted with my feet, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, so uh um I'm with the groom's the the groom's family, and there wasn't a lot, there was a lot of the bride's family. There wasn't a whole lot of the groom's family. Yeah. And I'm part of the groom's family, and they said, "Come forward, and like you're supposed to get down and dance with everybody in front of." And here, so I hear, I'm having to dance in front of like 200 people, you know. And I, and and, and here, you know, you got this, you got this big uh, Sasquatch-looking dude who is dancing, <laughs> you know, in the middle of my friend Samuel's family, and uh, and you know, I I was looking like Chewbacca, you know, and. Uh, <laughs> And so, so I wasn't, re- but at the same time, I believe it. you know, we become all things to all people, you know, you, yeah. you, you, you adapt and overcome. So I, I did my best to adapt and overcome. Right. And then, um, but I will say it did serve a beautiful purpose where, and it kind of reminded me of like one of the closing scenes in the Bible where at the end of the ceremony, then the the bride's family comes out together mm-hmm. with the groom's family and everyone danced together. You know, yeah. so it was a it was a symbolism of we're one family now by this bride, you know, by this by this marriage. And I was like, wow, that is a that is a beautiful thing. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you could pull it off in America. You know, the way right. uh, the right. uh, the way folks are, you know, but 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 it was a beautiful thing. Now, in your early childhood development, can you think of a coach that you know we we already spoke about Miss Liebowitz or what was her name again? Uh, Lipkowitz. yeah, Lipkowitz. Well, mm-hmm. uh, so we had, we know Miss Lipkowitz was very formative. Um, but was there a coach that really, really installed discipline in you, uh, when you were developing and, and then also within your family, is there someone that really, that really was a, uh, was a trim tab for discipline was, was someone who kind of really inspired discipline?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> coach wise, I would say, uh, my JV coach, you know, um, Again, moving from uh, Alexandria to Chantilly, basketball became pivotal. And so as a freshman, brand new for, uh, freshman, what, 14 to 15 years old, I uh, actually played JV instead of the freshman team. And I was a starting point guard. Uh, I was a little scrawny. Um, and everybody knew me for my handles, right? I could handle the rod dribble really well. Uh, I could pass, you know. And so, um, and you know, somebody made the comment, like, you know, Kwame can't play D. He can't mm-hmm. play defense. Oh, wow. And so my. I, um, my JV coach, Coach Mark Wayne, who I'm still in contact with today, um, he he just challenged me. He challenged me to um, play defense. Mm. And and one thing I, I I took from that is you know sometimes a great challenge brings out the champion in you. Sure. And come to know it, man. Fast forward two or three years later, I'm the Concord District Defensive Player of the Year my junior and senior year. Oh wow, wow. You know you know what I mean. So one 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 thing you know that he said to challenge me. Now, you know, I become a, a defensive juggernaut, which that's how I build my brand is just defense. We get stuck. We control the narrative. You know, we <laughs> score points like, hold on, like, we ain't here. You know what I mean? So that's been a, a staple. And it started then. You know, so you're talking about the formative years. So having a coach, and for me personally, coaches kind of filled in the role of that father figure where I didn't necessarily get at home. Sure. Again, back to the context of uh, I gave you, you know what I mean? It was a lot of you know, confusion in terms of identity, knowing who you are. Sure. Uh, so so coaches played a, a very pivotal role. And so Coach Mark Wayne um, was a huge influence as a coach. Another coach was uh, when I went to the Naval Academy Prep School, Coach Walt Ayers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he was a godly man, Christian man, very intense, but no cursing. Mm-hmm. He was the type of guy, he'll put us in the bleachers before practice and he'll read us a, a, an excerpt from a book. And he will he'll always be like, read a little, ponder a lot read a little, ponder a lot. And so that was very pivotal as well, too. So I to understood how to be intense without going against your values.
2: Mm.
1: That's where me, uh, from a spiritual standpoint, that's where I took off. You sure. know what I mean? When I left high school, went to the Naval Academy prep school, 400 miles away from home, where I really developed my spirituality. Mm. And then uh, my mom, uh, in terms of discipline, um, you know, she ended up being a single mother uh, after a uh, her and my stepfather got divorced, but her tenacity, one, she was uh she was she was the Harriet Tubman of our family, the matriarch. She brought everybody from Ghana to the States. Wow. Wow. Everybody. Wow. You talking about blazing the trail? Wow. Plus she was a, a an amazing prayer warrior as well, too. You know what I mean? You, you you could you could I remember growing up, man, you could hear her stomping the demons out. Bloom, bloom, <laughs> bloom, boom, bloom, bloom, bloom. You know I mean she got four boys. You Damn gotta it. pray. Amen. Before, boys, Amen. She could throw down with the best of them when it came to prayer. Sure. You know, um, and she was just a, a disciplinarian. You know, um, very loving. You know, she showed up to all of my games, AAU wow. stuff. Matter of fact, we had her be one of the assistant coaches just so um, the head coach would get the first round draft pick to pick me up on his team. Oh so, wow. <laughs> and like, hold hey, mom as the coach is the automatic bid. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so it, I mean, it, it it was just fun, man. So you learn both sides. You mm. know what I mean? Um, the importance of father power, but then the, no, the uh, uh, importance of the matriarch, that the mom. Mm. You know that the nurture, the care. You know, um, you know, doing whatever you got to do to make sure your boys survive. You know what I mean? So. Yeah
0: wow. to to be a single mother and to make every game that uh, the, a single mother of four kids and to make every yeah. game yeah. that that's uh that is that is saying something that is a true miracle you know that is a true yeah. miracle that's sure. that's someone who is sure. really uh, putting it all out there that is that is incredible now uh when you joined the military can you share with me uh you already had a certain level of discipline uh how did the military shape you or change you in your development
1: Man, that that that's like next level. Now okay. you're, you're going from JV to varsity to the NBA. Um, so yeah, the military is the NBA because you you're dealing with the you know one of the premier forces in the world, sure. military strength, military power, sure. and you're a part of that. But again, when you're in something, you don't understand the magnitude of it. You just don't. You're like, I'm in it, okay. You don't know how big it is, right? Right. So right. the Naval Academy is a leadership institution. A lot of people mm. don't understand that. You're not going there to just get an education. You're going there to lead men and women in battle. Sure, sure. So sure. they go there to play basketball, even though it's a D one school and I play D one basketball. That that's that's periphery. That's no, that's not that's not the main thing. The main thing is man, you go in there to train, to take people to war. Mm. That's the objective. So when you understand that, they have to break you down from being a civilian and then build you back up to be a warfighter. Sure. So that breakdown, so now you understand order. You understand everything has to be structured. One thing off-step can mess mess the whole plan up. You know what I mean? Um, So even in the home, right? In my home, my wife always teased me about it. Uh, Like uh, Sunday morning, they call it, uh, they call me, my son calls me Pops, Sunday morning Pops. It's time for Tony's Golden (laughs) Nugget. I go almost militant on them. I mean, but but it but it comes back to the the point in the military, you don't have a lot of time to make decisions. Sure. Some of the things that make decisions is your preparation. Mm. If you're prepared, the decision making process is easy because Mm. you already put the brain power and you already thought about certain things. You know where certain things need to be, right? So when something is out of place, you can quickly spot what's out of place. Sure. If there's no preparation, man, it's straight confusion. And you don't need confusion when you're going to war. Sure. You need things. I need, how many people, what's the muster? How many people you got there? Okay, boom, boom, boom. And so sometimes we call it pre-stage. If we know that we have a military event or evolution, the following day we'll pre-stage everything the night before. You know what I mean? We'll have everything in its proper place. That way when we wake up in the morning, we're ready to go. We're not scrambling. Yeah, pre-stage it ahead of time. That way when you wake up in the morning, you already know everything is there. Instead of trying to do it the same day, now you're scrambling, and then you might have the tendency to forget things Sure. And then you don't. You don't. Want Fifteen miles down the road. Oh, I forgot so and so. So now that's time wasted because you didn't prepare properly. You didn't pre-stage. Sure. And so checklist is in the military. You go through your checklist. Okay, we got that. Check it off. We got that. You don't go from memory, right? Because if you if you get blindsided, or if you get hit, or if you're the only one that knows everything, what happens if you go down? You know. So we 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 even talked about redundancy, right? You can't be the single point of failure. Sure. You cannot. Because if you fail, that means the whole mission failed. Hold up, man. That's not a good strategy at all.
2: Right, right, right. Absolutely, you know? absolutely.
0: Now, was there a um, was there an officer that you would like to credit to help you along? Because what uh, at least from my discussions with military men, uh, there's always like a, an officer or a mentor that put their arm around you and kind of said, "Hey, you know, you know, this is the path forward. This is the best career development path." Uh, was there one? Uh, was there a mentor that you would like to kind of uh, credit, or that you would like to give a shout out to?
1: Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I, I could list all of them because I learned a lot from all of them. But two stand out to me. One of them, he was a lieutenant at the time. He's probably like a commander or a captain in the navy right now. His name is um, his name at the time was Lieutenant uh, A J Gloria, and he was my operations department head. So I was a young, brand new ensign, brand new in the navy, right. and I, I, was, I was a late bloomer. I was a slow starter. <laughs> you know I mean, um, you know, I'm taking my time. and trying to, you know, fill this thing out. But he's like, they they called me a uh, first lieutenant. He's like, first, you need to be there for your guys. I know you like this whole Bible reading thing, but you know, you know, Jesus flipped the tables when he had to. Mm-hmm. You know, so we actually had a, a a literal come to Jesus meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, he gave it to me straight, and ever since then, I, something just shifted in. It's almost like that fatherly, hey, I understand where you're coming from, but this is what it is. Sure you oh know, so that 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 shifted my my thinking, and then from there, I went to be one of the top young officers on that ship, sure, just because mindset changed, wow. you know what I mean then uh another uh commanding officer um who was very instrumental um he talked about um and, and he he's a nuke, you know he's a nuclear officer uh his name is uh commander uh he was a commander at the time commander Tate Robinson. Uh so he comes from the nuclear. You're talking about the smart people in the Navy. Sure. You talking about nuclear submarines and nuclear battleships and all that and, and you know, warships. His mindset, because of the nuclear field, you have to be precise, right? He talked about procedural compliance. Like you gotta know the reference documents. You gotta know exactly what people are talking about, right? And so he gave me three Ts and three P's. He's like as a leader, you gotta give your 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 sailors the tools the training and the time to accomplish whatever you're asking them to do. Mm. Don't ask them to accomplish something if you didn't give them enough time to do it. Wow. If you gave them a, a deadline, it ain't going to work. If they don't have the proper tools, how are they going to accomplish it? Sure. Right? And if they don't have the, the right training, how are they going to get it done? Mm. So he's like, as leaders, we have to give our sailors the tools, the training, and the time to get it done. Mm. That's powerful. And then the three Ps is... Yeah, the three Ps is this is what we can expect from them. Promotion. They better get promoted. Right. right? That's <laughs> more money in the bank. Right? Hey, <laughs> if you do all the right stuff, you expect promotion. Sure. Right? Sure. Uh, right, that's your, your personnel qualification standards. That means you should be go going up in, in, in terms of the progression, like getting qualified, new tasks, you should be growing in that as well too. Sure. And then PS, that's your uh uh plan maintenance system that means you should be going through all the stuff to take care of the equipment. So the equipment lasts. So we expect you to get promoted. We expect you to get qualified and we expect you to do the the minimum level of maintenance on all of our equipment so that this warship keeps going. Mm. You know what I mean? So three T's, three P's. That's, that's always stuck to me and I can tailor it to whatever I'm doing in business uh, with music, with whatever, you know, this level of expectation. If I don't give you all the resources for you to be successful, I can't expect you to be successful.
0: That's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. Now, uh, the Zoom squeaked on your third P. Can you give me that third P one more time?
1: Yeah, the third P is is the planned maintenance system, PMS, And that's, that's what allows us to take care of all of our equipment. You know, like, for example, there's daily checks on certain equipments, right? If you're working on a generator, you got to make sure you check it like once a month, make sure all the parts are working. Uh, it's getting the right uh, oil. You know, uh, it's maintained properly. Sure. You can't just neglect it. And and things break apart and then you ask them for new parts no you maintain it sure now uh, what was your MOS in the Navy so um in the Navy uh my designation is surface warfare officer
2: okay
1: yeah surface warfare officer and and for me that means I'm on a, a ship I'm designated to be on a warship okay right okay and as a surface warfare officer you can be in charge of so many different departments You can be a weapons uh, department head in operations. You can be in communications. There's so many different roles you can play as a surface warfare.
0: Okay. Now, uh, I ask because a lot of civilians probably think that the only thing that military people do is carry a weapon.
2: Mm. And
0: they don't realize the amount of paperwork and the amount of administration that takes place, especially for, for a Naval officer, that, that a great deal of the work is, is, uh, is paperwork. And, uh, for, we have a lot of people who might be a young, might be a young action officer who's, uh, tuning in and listening, uh, when it comes to staying on top of the paperwork and staying on top of all of the administrivia, I guess you could say, what, what advice do you give to a young officer, a young LT, uh, first LT, I guess you could say, uh, What advice would you give them regarding staying on top of the paperwork and staying on top of those tasks?
1: Well, one, you got to understand, like the admin has to get done. Sure. Whether you do it or you delegate somebody else to do it, it has to get done. So part of it, too, is. You got to know what's on your plate. Right. So, again, take inventory, man. What is on your plate where you can uh, delegate it to somebody that, you know, will do a good job? You know what I mean? So the admin has to get done you have enlisted in the ranks who specialize in that, right? Um, so get you a good enlisted, um, whether it be a first-class petty officer or a chief or even a second-class petty officer. That's very good. And then you follow up with them, have them walk you through what they did so at least you know what they did. You don't have to be an expert at it, but know enough to ask enough questions. to Keep them on their toes. You know, you got to keep everybody on their toes, you know? And so that's what I would do is, One, you don't have to be uh, consumed by the admin, but you got to take care of the admin. And you take care of it by, one, understanding that, hold up, this is priority. I can't do it because I don't have enough time. I don't have enough bandwidth. So I'm going to have to delegate it. But I'm going to have to also, because I'm still responsible, I'm going to also have to double check and make sure it's good or have uh, these young guys explain it to me. Hey, explain to me, okay, what was the reference that you used? Okay, I got it. All right, cool. Appreciate it, man. Great job, man. All right cool you know okay. so th- so you learn how to use your enlisted your enlisted they go to school specifically for their their uh job task right officers we go to lead that means you can put us in any department we're going to lead we might not be the 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 go to guys we, we might not be the subject matter expert you know what I mean but we know enough questions to ask to keep you on your toes so that you deliver the right product okay right right
0: uh, now, sleep is a is a cornerstone of discipline, according to all the studies. And I've had yeah. varied answers to this question. Some people that are very disciplined, you know, I've seen different answers. So, for you, do you uh, do you sleep soundly, or is sleep something that comes easy to you,
1: or is, is sleep a challenge? Uh for me, sleep sleep is is interesting, right? Because for me, I make a distinction. There's a the difference between sleep and rest. Okay. Right. I believe when you're working. When you putting in work, like you doing work and you go all in with your work, you're going to sleep and you're going to get some rest wherever you're at. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's on a park bench, <laughs> behind the wheel, like your body would tell you, man, we getting rest. So so for me, getting sleep is not the thing, right? Is are you getting um, restful sleep mm. instead of restless Because you could be in the bed for eight hours and not get no sleep. Sure. You know, or have your eyes closed, but you got so much on your mind that you, it's unsettled. So it doesn't even matter if, if you slept eight hours. So oh, for, for me, you got to you gotta really quantify, like, what do you mean by sleep? Because I've, I've dealt with psychologists and psychiatrists. Hey, man, have you been getting enough sleep or whatever? I'm like, hold on, man, what do you mean by sleep? Mm-hmm. Was I in the bed for eight hours, six to eight hours? Did I do the average that average people need six? I mean, if you're average, the average person needs, what, six to eight hours of sleep? But what I'm doing as a military warfighter, that's not average. We don't sure. train off the sleep, sleep. We're not off the circadian rhythm. Sure. Uh-uh. Nah, we, we learn how to take naps because if anything happens and we need to prop two, get up, fight the ship, war coming in, missiles coming in, I don't need you to be sound asleep. I need right, you man. to be up to So and, and the way we do our watches, right, is a 24-hour rotation. You know, you get eight hours, so you don't know where your eight hours lands. Mm. I mean, you might have to work through the night sure, and then get your sleep right after. Or take a, a, a we call it a nooner, you know what I mean, take a nap during uh, lunchtime. Okay. And then, re- so you learn how to operate off of that. Sure. You know, so not necessarily sleep, because I, I have to quantify what's the difference between sleep and then versus rest. Mm. If you're well rested, you could have like two hours of well rested sleep and you feel rejuvenated. Mm. You feel refreshed. You're ready to go. Right. So it's not necessarily sleep. If you're sleeping and you're tossing and turning, it don't matter how many hours of sleep you got. Matter okay. of fact, sometimes if you sleep too long, you become lethargic. Mm. You know, you're you, know you, you don't have that pep in your step. <laughs> Amen. You know, so for me, hey, one night I might just do an all nighter because I got a lot on my mind. I'm feeling good. I'm energized. I'm Why, why am I going to go to sleep if I'm feeling good? Right. right, right. Sleep out. But I have to put it like this. Right. Most people have a traditional job which won't allow them to operate like that at a high level. Sure. If I'm going if I'm pulling an all nighter, that means I can sleep into about noon. Sure. If I have a regular nine to five job, I can't do an all nighter, sleep one hour and then get ready for my nine to five. That's not going to work. I'm going to be unproductive. Sure. You know what I mean? So it depends on like what is your field? Does does what you do allow you to even do that, operate at that level? Because sometimes my creative energy might flow two o'clock in the morning. I'm coming up with a song idea, a business idea.
2: Sure.
1: Imagine if I had to go right back to work at eight o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to be productive for my employer. Mm. I'm just, hey, man, boss, I'm chilling today. Hold up. Killing today. So, I mean, that's how I answer that question. You know, between getting sleep and then getting rest. Amen. Amen.
0: Now, among these categories, uh, you know, these are the categories that we focus on with this podcast spirituality, um, Mm -hmm. mental discipline, physical discipline, emotional discipline, finance, uh, time organization, data organization, uh, home organization. Which of these do you consider your strengths and which of these do you consider your undeveloped areas?
2: Hmm.
0: Wow. I'll say them again. Spirituality, mental, Mm -hmm. physical, uh, emotional intelligence, finance, time, uh, organization, home organization, and data organization.
1: That's good. I would have to group the, the spirituality, the mental and uh emotional intelligence all together, because for me, it's so interwoven. Sure. Um, and I was I would probably say uh, it is a stronger area for me. And I'm still growing in it um, just from the simple fact that, you know, with the military, you had, you know, we talk about mental toughness. Right. We talk about being um, cool under pressure. You know, so the military and then spiritual wise, that's kind of helped me to evolve in that. Where for me, that's a strength zone. And, you know, a lot of people compliment me. Kwame, you're so calm. And, you know, how would you keep your cool? You know, uh, and I have to caveat it with I'm calm to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. One thing I've learned is there's a difference between principles and preferences. When you violate principles, that's when I trip out and I'm not calm. Sure preferences i could care less about it if you like green i like red we'll go with your green you sure. know nothing wrong with that man i'll defer to your green you, you know what i'm saying so preferences one, once i made that distinction man there's principles principles are things you go to war for
2: sure
1: you know what I mean? even the scripture says that uh, our battles not get against flesh and blood but against principalities mm-hmm. is against principles when principles are violated i go to war that's mm-hmm. when the line if it's a preference man the lamb is good the lamb can handle that one Right, 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 but out for the, when when you violate principles,
2: sure.
1: You know what I mean. So you know, you know, you know how you know somebody take a little orange juice you had your name on it, and like, hold up, man, the orange juice costs two ninety nine. Man, it's the principle. You took that orange juice; it had my name on it. You didn't even have the, the audacity just ask me. You just took it. Right, 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 right. You, right. you know decency. Hey, man, you know hey, I saw your orange juice got your name on it. Man, you mind if I get a glass? I'm trying to get my vitamin C up. Oh, man, cool, no problem, man. Yeah, right. please, right. But when you just take it without even asking, oh, that's the principle thing. I'm going to war over that. Sure, sure. I ain't calm with that. Sure, you know. What I'm saying? So, so, so I learned how to do that. Right, just adjust myself. Okay, is that a is that a preference or is that a principle? Are they violating something that that I hold value to, or can I let that go? Once I understood that, it really helped me to be calm in places where I normally was not calm. Sure. You know. Um, so I I would, I would think that's a strong point for me um you know just looking at uh at your list uh relationships i'm i'm working on that because again i'm so militant <laughs> i'm working on the empathy part you know sure. what i mean that by being empathetic like man wow understand where you're coming from you know um and so one of the game changers for me uh on the relationship side is i can understand where you're coming from without having to agree with you mm. that was a big deal for me because I thought if I, if we were to go anywhere, I had to agree with you. But that's not necessarily the case. I just have to understand you. Like, put myself in your shoes. Oh, I see why you said such and such. I see why you did such and such. But I wouldn't do it. Even if I was in your shoes, I wouldn't personally do it. So I don't agree with you. But I do understand you. And we can move on. And that's why the, the whole concept, we can agree to disagree, makes sense to me. In that context, most people, they just want you to agree with you, agree with them no matter what like no nah, nah, no i don't no i don't agree with you but i do understand you mm. and i listen and i hear you but i don't agree so I, i'm working on that part of my relationship learning how to be a little bit more empathetic um you know empathetic not necessarily sympathetic because I, I believe in uh helping hands and not handouts sure. you know um you know because everybody has to fight their own battle you're supposed to carry your own burdens right you know and but we're also help. We're also uh, called to help each other carry burdens. So now the distinction: what is your burden, and what is something I can help you out with? Sure. You know, yeah. It, like if I'm spotting you on the weight bench, it shouldn't be me curling; it should be you pushing and me spotting. Mm. But if I'm doing the curling and you're not pushing, I'm like, "Hold up, man! There's something wrong here." Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing too, too much. Lift. You need to push a little bit, right? So, so for me, I'm, I'm learning how to navigate that, you know, a little bit better. Sure. You
0: know? Now, some people believe on focusing on strengths and ignoring weaknesses.
1: What do you believe about that? Um, I don't think you necessarily need to focus on your strengths. I think you you got to know what it is and continue developing it. But it shouldn't really be a focus because your strengths, I think for me, quite naturally, should come naturally. Mm. Your, it's like it's natural. So you have, you have to understand what's natural and then, man, develop it to the supernatural where it's like, man, it just flows. Right, But for your weak areas, you know, you need to identify it so that you know that's a blind spot. Mm. That's part of self-awareness. If you don't know you're weak in a certain area, like imagine if I didn't know I was weak uh, in terms of relationships. I'm like, hold up, man. I'm at a, a, a huge disadvantage. You know, so my wife needs, like, one of the things that's helped me out is sometimes I have to record myself and I just be seeing how intense I am. I'm like, hold up, man. You got to chill, homie. You know, <laughs> but I have to it for myself. I like, man, I can get, I can get intense. I like, oh, yeah. man, just, just bring a little bit. So I've learned to smile more when I see the neighbors. I'm smiling a little bit more. You see a mm-hmm. black man walking down the street, bald head. I got to smile a little bit more. He said, hey, <laughs> hey, neighbor, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's part, that's part of self awareness. Amen. Right. That's that's a weak area. So so you got to understand your blind spots, and then have people that cover your blind spots or tell you, hey, man, you need to watch out for that, man. Or sometimes for me, one of the things is, sometimes I get a little excited. Like when I'm ready to move, you know what I mean? I get excited. So sometimes I just gotta, okay, bring it down. I know you're excited, but yeah, make sure we don't miss any steps. You Mm. know what I mean?
0: Now, um, do you have a book? Cause I I know you're definitely a reader. Do you have a particular book? uh, Can you share with us, A, a book that is, uh, you know, a a secular book uh, that has helped you on your path of discipline? And then also, can you share, uh, since you're a believer, can you share a particular Bible passage that is really inspiring to you that may have helped you on your path, uh, path to discipline as well?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> a book recommendation uh, that helps with discipline is called The One Thing. And I'm not sure if you, you've uh, read that, but the, the premise behind the book is, man, if I got nothing done today, what is the one thing, man, I want to make sure I get done today? What is that one thing? Uh, and, and they they actually put that, you know, discipline is a myth. And the uh, the context with that is you only need discipline long enough till something becomes a habit. Mm. Once it becomes a habit, you don't need to apply discipline there anymore. You can apply discipline to somewhere else. So the idea like, man, this guy is so disciplined. I'm like, hold up. He's disciplined enough to make it a habit. Mm. And like working out for me, I don't need discipline because it's habitual. Sure. You saying now I need to apply discipline, maybe the time management, or making my meetings on time, or preparing ahead of time so that I'm ready to go. That's where I needed to apply discipline. Where I'm working from my calendar, you know what I mean. I need more discipline there. But but in terms of working out, eating right, I'm good. That's lifestyle. That's habitual. You know what I mean. So that was the idea behind the one thing. So I I thought I think that's a great resource to help you understand and, and, and be productive. Like, what is the one thing I need to get done today? If, if I don't get nothing done, where do I need to direct my energy to get that one thing done? So it helps you identify, okay, what is my priority today? Sure. What What is, you know, like like, like Army, Navy, right? If Navy loses all their games but beats Army, that's a <laughs> successful season, right? <laughs> hey, the one thing, beat, beat Army, woo, right? <laughs> right? They could be one in 13, woo. <laughs> right? <laughs> You know, what I mean, so that's the premise behind that book. And uh, in terms of the Bible, man, <clears throat> this this has ha, has helped me because I, I got John Maxwell's leadership Bible. And, you know, John Maxwell, he's uh, definitely a subject matter expert when it comes to leadership. And um, uh, he has his own leadership Bible. But what I got from from discipline is the book of Proverbs. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the book of Proverbs, there's 31 chapters. And so whatever day I'm on, like today is the 19th, right? So my goal is to read Proverbs. If if I don't read nothing else in the Bible, (laughs) that one thing, I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 19 for today. That's my daily word, right? So even that mindset, the the way the book of Proverbs is written, 31 chapters, 31 days in the calendar month, I'm going to read something in the Bible. If I don't have a Bible reading plan, I'm going to get my Proverbs in. And the Proverbs is filled with so much wisdom. And it's, and it's almost common sense, but these these uh, Proverbs are written. is what Solomon, who wrote the majority of it, what he observed. So he observed and then he penned Proverbs. So that, that's why the Bible says, pay attention, pay attention and gain understanding, right? In all you're getting, get wisdom. And, and while you're at it, get understanding. Though it costs you all you have, get understanding. If you put those two scriptures together, right, pay attention and gain understanding, Mm -hmm. you can get understanding for free. It don't have to cost you anything to get understanding. All you have to do is pay attention. Mm -hmm. But what stops people from paying attention? Distractions. You know, uh, they keep forgetting. They don't write things down. So they have to relearn stuff. But the Bible says, hey, if you pay attention, you're going to get understanding. You're going to gain understanding. So it doesn't have to cost you all you have. But if you keep forgetting stuff and you, you're you not paying attention, eventually getting understanding is gonna cost you all that you have.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Matter of fact, one of the things that I wrote down is, man, there's no tuition for intuition. There's no tuition for intuition. That's powerful. Come that on, man. Hey, I, I understand Harvard. I understand Yale. Matter of <laughs> fact, I even understand the Naval Academy, man. But at some point, I gotta say, is this the right thing for me? And when you have intuition, man, Man, there's a lot of free access, free information, man. That you don't have to pay for. I don't have to go to no guru for. Man, man, even me talking to you, we're sharing a lot of stuff. Man, you don't have to go to college for this, man. Save your thirty thousand or quarter million. Th- right. How much you was going to spend? Come on, man. Let me teach you a little something. Oh, no matter of fact, better yet, read the Bible. Amen. You're trying to get paid. You better read that Bible. You know, you better, you better study to show yourself approved. Amen. You want that verification? You want that check mark of, yeah. of, of, of verified? Man, you better read that Bible study and know what you're talking about. And I mean, the Bible is a life hack. You sure. want to you wanna hack life? Come on, man. You know what I mean? So I get a little passionate talking about the Bible because it's like, hold up, man. Everybody's looking for that guru. Hold uh, up, man. The guru already wrote, wrote it down. Amen. You know what I mean? The gen- guy. Look at Genesis. Come on, man. Let's go, baby.
0: That's good. That's good. That's good, man. <laughs> That's good. That, good. that is good. That is good. Golden nuggets. Golden nuggets. Golden nuggets. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Now, now, let me talk about two more areas that you operate in. Uh, you're a basketball coach. And for any, I remember I, I coached one year. And and, and uh, for me, the the, the uh, challenge of dealing with parents is why it was one year. Okay. Uh, I had some, uh, you know, I, uh, I was teaching at a boys and girls club and the parents were really, uh, th- that was a real challenging experience. The kids to me was easy. But the yeah. parents is the challenging part. So, as a coach, and as a coach who has a uh, who has an incredible amount of discipline, and as a coach who has an incredible amount of faith, what 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 advice do you give to a young coach? What advice do you give to Tony Harris in nineteen ninety seven,
2: mm-hmm. who's
0: coaching at the Boys and Girls Club for the first time? What 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 advice do you give to young coaches?
1: Ah, oh, that's good. Good good question. I like the way you teed it up. One, I, I so. I wrote down the acronym for coach, right? Is consistent obedience advances champions heavenward.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Meaning you gotta define what your metric for winning is. Is your winning wins and losses? Like what what is your metric? Like, what what is a win for you guys? Is it the scoreboard? Mm-hmm. If it's the scoreboard, then you're gonna put the most talented guys on the floor for the whole duration of the game so you can win if that's your metric for winning.
2: Sure.
1: But if your metric for winning is, man, I want these guys to get better. I want these guys to be able to move the ball around. I want these guys to enjoy playing with with each other, right? You define what the metric is. It doesn't have to be the scoreboard. So as a young coach, i like, hold on, man. What does winning look like to you? I would ask that question. Are you trying to be like all the other coaches and just get wins? Is it is, is your win-loss record determined how successful your season is? Or the fact that these guys got better? Mm. They enjoy playing with each other. They got confidence. Mm. They know how to handle pressure when it comes. They know what a good shot is, even if they don't make it. Sure. They look forward to coming to practice. They look forward to working on their game. You know what I mean? So define what, define what, what winning looks like. It doesn't necessarily have to be wins and losses. It doesn't necessarily have to be the scoreboard. Mm. Once you define that, now it takes the pressure off of you as a coach.
2: Mm. Now
1: you're here to develop your players. Mm. right? Take them beyond the basketball court. One of the things I teach my guys, hey man, you got you better make sure you know everybody on your team. You know their first name. Stop saying, hey, you. Hey, my man. Now nah, find out. Hey, John. Hey, nice to meet you, John. I'm Kwame. Okay, hey, Rick. Oh, hey, Rick. All right, cool, man. Yeah, Rick, <laughs> Rick, Rick Flair, right? Okay, got, you know what I'm saying? Like make a connection. Sure. How to win the influence people. Like everybody should know, you know, something about each player on their team. Now you guys can form chemistry right away. Boom, chemistry is one of the greatest things that's gonna lead to wins. Chemistry, not talent. Chemistry is the mixing of different uh, material, different material, but sure. they're mixing. That's why I'm so huge on chemistry. That's why certain foods in your body don't mix well with your blood. Yeah. Ever heard the term bad blood? Nah, yes. man, you get two things to mix that don't go well together. Yeah, it's gonna be bad blood.
2: Sure.
1: You know what I mean? So once I understood that about the game of basketball, or even life, it, it led to different partnerships. Oh man, that partnership is not going to work. We got different values. Or so you hear the the, the church word, unequally yoked. Now, nah, we're we on two different wavelengths. It's not going to work. No matter how much I want it to work, it's just not It's not going to mix well. Mm. Certain things just won't mix well. It's bad blood, right mm. from the jump. Mm. But the way you can help things mix well from a uh, from a human standpoint, man, What's your name, man? Where you from? North Carolina? Oh, man. Oh, man. Man. Hey, Chris, Chris Paul, man, he went to Wake Forest, man. He's from North. Man, J. Cole. Boom. Right. Now we start talking, man, Fort Bragg. Ain't that the largest military base? Oh, okay, cool. So we have something that we can connect on that helps us build our chemistry so that when we play the game, the game is easier. Sure. You know what I mean? So that's why I would tell the young coach, man, hey, man, define what winning looks like for you, not for everybody else. Sure. Get everybody on board with what winning looks like. That way, you guys define what winning is. Mm-hmm. And when you guys define winning the right way, the scoreboard will take care of itself. The wins are lost. they will happen if it happens. No big deal. You ain't worried about getting fired if they don't like it. Huh. You know, I man. Hey, maybe I'm not the right fit for your program. Hey, I'm cool with that. You know what sure. I mean? So that's how I will maneuver with that.
0: Sure. And then, and and that you're a very you're a person of varied interest. I also want to talk, you know, because what people wouldn't wouldn't, uh, uh, immediately surmise you are a performer and I've actually seen you perform in person and, uh, you, you, you rocked it out. I mean, you were incredible and, uh, you have to memorize a lot of material. You have to memorize a lot of lyrics and, uh, you have a certain stage presence for someone who is a gifted, um, for someone who is a gifted lyricist or someone who likes recording poetry or someone who is just starting out in mm-hmm. music uh how do what advice would you give to them of cultivating that gift and mm-hmm. being prepared for stage time what mindset mm-hmm. do you use and how did you how how did you become so poised on stage and how how did you get ready for for such events
1: man i, I was summing up with an audience of 1 okay. man performing in the mirror See what okay. you look like, I mean, um, you know, uh, a lot of these uh, artists and performers, right, they've tailored their performance after somebody. You know, um, But you gotta find out what's comfortable for you. Like, what reveals who you are. You know, I, I know when I get on the mic, I get passionate. Sometimes I might blank out, like, hold up, man. Like, when, when people hear my rap voice, they're like, hold up, that doesn't sound like you. Because right. I go into a different level, you know what I mean? Because it's not just me. Like, I want my words to cut through. That if somebody hears something, man, they're directed to the gospel. You know, man. Even even my my north, my stage name Kwame North stands for no other route to heaven. Mm. You know, Acts four twelve, salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved, and that's mm. Jesus Christ alone. So even my name is pointing towards heaven. You know, what I mean? so I'm not I'm not playing around with this. You know what I mean? So a lot of people, again, back to our uh, original thought about you know how I grew up. Is identity. People are looking for identity. So I don't need to be confused in how I'm maneuvering with my music or whatever. It should be no confusion with that. If I know that most people are dealing with identity issues, i got to mm-hmm. help direct them, especially if I find find that I'm secure in who I am. Sure. You, you know what I mean? So uh, part of it is just the audience of one. Lord, I just want to please you. One of my favorite scriptures is in Proverbs chapter 16, where it says, and this is gangster. It says, when a man's ways are pleasing to God, God causes his enemies to make peace with him. Mm. And that's gangster. talking about God the Father giving my enemies an offer they can't refuse. Wow. Man, when my ways are pleasing to God, he's going to cause my enemies to be at peace with me. That means I don't have to worry about trying to make the peace with everybody. No, I just got to focus. That one thing I do is, Lord, I want my ways to be pleasing to you. If I don't do nothing else, Lord, I'm going to please you. You're going to take care of my enemies. No matter of fact, you prepare a tape on the presence of my enemies. I'm eating. They watching me eat. You know <laughs> I'm mean? like, so, so that one thing is the audience will want. When I get on stage, Lord, I just want you to be pleased. That's all I want, man. I don't care about the likes. Lord, if you like it, I'm good. If I get that one like and that like comes from God, Lord, I'm good. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's how you develop trendsetters, right? Mm-hmm. People that's gonna be that, that, that will send the trends. I believe kingdom people are supposed to send the trends. Matter of fact, biblically, we're not from around here. Sure. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're, we're ambassadors from the kingdom of heaven. I'm on a I'm on a mission. I got an agenda. I'm on marching orders. Right. I'm not trying to fall in love with y'all. No, nah, I'm on assignment. Sure. I don't care about your food. It tastes good, man. But there's, there's a food, there's streets to go where I come from. All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So fall in love. What does it say? Be in the world but not of it? don't love it come on man that's awesome
2: that's good stuff
1: so that's my standpoint an audience one man work on my craft know that i'm on assignment and my words have to hit hard you know what i mean and the only way it's going to hit hard is if it's pleasing to him and i don't care what people say i'm not worried about the people's reaction i don't Mm. care if they like it or not as Mm. long as i'm on my assignment and i'm doing what pleases the father i'm good amen
0: it's also profound as well because people, my wife has an expression is people are so sometimey that, yeah. uh, if you, if you base your stuff off of what people think, you're going to always mm. be in a state of flux, uh, because Man. people are so unpredictable and so un. well, yeah. excuse me, they're predictably unpredictable, I guess you could for say. Sure, sure, so, um, sure. now before we ask the closing question, I wanted to, to talk to you, uh, and, and give you a moment to talk about what you've got going on and what our audience needs to know about what you've got going on right now. So I know I, I looked at your timeline and I know that there's two big things you've got going on. Uh, you have your, your, your athletic programs. Mm. And then also you have your music. Can you talk, mm. you know, can you talk about those two uh, events that you've got going on in your life and then anything else that you would like to promote or share with us? Can you share those mm-hmm. things? Cause I want my, I want, I know when people hear all of this good, all of these uh, great golden nuggets that you're dropping, they're going to want more of Kwame North, you know? So, so can you share with us uh, what do you have going on? You know, where's your coaching league? Where can, mm. where can people sign up? And then also can you share, where can they buy your music? Where can they connect with you? Where can they fellowship with you? Can you share those points yeah. with us?
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, So part of my, um, <clears throat> part of my branding is kind of st- staying in my lane, right? Um, I'm an encourager, I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm an evangelist. So I'm a, I am I learn how to just navigate with those three visionary, you know what I'm saying, um, guide paths, right? Mm-hmm. So as an encourager on the athletic side, I'm going to encourage you on the court. I might not necessarily tell you what everybody, all the other coaches and trainers are telling you. My My thing is to encourage you as a human being where basketball, sports is easy. That's like, Okay, we got that. Where now you can take all the lessons learned from the court and apply it to business, apply it in school, like on basketball. Right? I tell a man there's physics, there's chemistry, there's math, there's geometry involved in the game. Be a student of the game. Let's go from check uh, from checkers to chess. Mm. Just because you can dribble, pass, and shoot doesn't mean you know the game. Sure. That's you. You know some skills in the game, but you don't know the game. Mm. So I break it down to them on that level. I like. I want you to be a student of the game where the game becomes so easy. It's like okay. Like for me, I got to the point where I'm I'm naturally right-handed. The game got so easy. I started playing with my left hand mm. and I, I could score at will. I knew again part of life hacks, game hacks. Sure. Like when you figure out the game, like a pick and roll. Come on, man. If we execute a, a pick and roll flawlessly, nobody is stopping that. I'm going to get a wide-open shot or i get a bit mismatch with the big man. Big man is getting a little easy layup. Right, right.
2: right.
1: That's why John Stockton and Carl Malone was so powerful. That's right. Pick and roll. That's it right. was like a, a game hack in a game of basketball. It's two versus one. And if the defense doesn't communicate, that's easy buckets. Or at the very least, you get a mismatch.
2: Mm. You get
1: a bigger player on a guard. and A guard is faster and he can get a shot. Or you have a big, guard, a, a big center on a little guard. And he has the advantage. So life is all about advantages. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do that's going to put me at an advantage so I can win the game?
2: Sure.
1: Whatever the game is. And again, like I mentioned, you determine what win and losing looks like. You define what success is. For me, the Bible makes the definition of success very clear to me. Sure. But on a secular standpoint, in a world standpoint, define what success is. Is success spending more time with your family or is it making more money? Like what is success? What's driving you? Once you identify them, it, it is easy. Now you can hit your objectives. You know what I mean? So that's on an athletic standpoint, right? So I can train anybody. It really doesn't matter. Most people, what they really need is accountability, right. not a trainer. Mm. That's all they really need is accountability. Profile. Not really a trainer. But they'll spend a lot of money for a trainer. But when it really is, man, I don't have the discipline. Oh, I don't have accountability partners. Because what an accountability partner would do is hold you to what you said, right? Hey, man, I thought we was going to be here at 10 o'clock in the morning. You didn't show up. Oh, my fault. Right? Accountability.
2: Sure. Sure. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? So so that's my athletic company. On the music side, um, I have five songs. called. um, The album's called 52 North. And again, um, 52 is a very symbolic number for me. Five songs on there. Again, I understand people's attention span nowadays is shortening. So I kept it at five songs, right? And it kept with the theme that I have with, with 52. I'm going to give you five songs. And 52, one of the things is five loaves and two fish. How Jesus, um, you know, he he broke the, the, the food, gave it to his disciples to distribute to the people. So Jesus's distribution plan involved his disciples. Mm. You know, everybody's looking for distribution. Come on, man. Jesus worked with his 12. Mm. And they fed 5,000. And so, from the word distribute, I pulled the word tribe. Like, stick to people in your tribe. A lot of people are paying outside people. They don't have the heartbeat of their vision or their company or their music. Man, all you need, everything should be grassroots. If it's grassroots, I know what I put in the soil, I know what I put in the fertilizer, I know what's growing.
2: Mm.
1: You know what I mean? So, sometimes you don't want fast growth right off the jump. You want to know, man, this is, this is good ground, this is good soil. Let it grow. Let it grow the way it's supposed to grow. Mm. I don't need extra chemicals and stuff. So I have really green grass like neon green. Hold up. Neon green is not natural. I want it. I want I'd rather let it grow natural and let let God take it to the supernatural. A lot of people are trying to artificially create supernatural uh, growth. Hold up, man. Nah, it has to happen organically. It has to happen naturally. Then it's going to happen supernaturally. Right. You can't you can't go to supernatural from artificial. You go from supernatural from the natural. Mm. From the natural to the supernatural, not from uh, artificial to supernatural. Hold up, where that line up? Uh uh-uh. uh. This ain't man made. This is God ordained. Yeah, this Amen. ain't man made. Come on, baby. We're moving Amen. from a different level, right? And so with my music, I'm giving them five songs right off the jump, man. But it's heavy, man. I'm, 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 I'm trying to strike a chord with your spirit so you go back to the creator. If you don't come back to me. You're going to the creator. Because as an equipper, I'm trying to equip you. Cause you ain't going to drain me as a leader, right? I'm equipping you with everything that I have. Remember the three T's. I'm going to give you the tools, the training and the time. I'm going to give you what I have. What I have, I give unto you. Jesus, I'm going to give unto you. Silver and gold, I don't have. But what I do have, man, you got it, right? <laughs> I like, look at Jesus. You know what I mean? He got you, right? But don't, you can't, you can't keep coming to me. I'm not your savior, right? So the same thing I have, I'm going to give to you. Hey, this is my Bible reading plan. Start off with Proverbs, but you need to get into your word. Everything you need to know about life is in the word. Read that. Then you can get confirmation from other people instead of the other way around. You're trying to get, get word from other people and then trying to confirm it in the Bible. Nah, you confirm it, you, you read it, and you get it from the Bible, and then people should be confirming with well, what's already lined up in the Bible, mm. not the other way around. That's that way good. nobody is put on the pedestal. Hold up, the same book that he's reading from, the pastor's reading from, the preacher. I got access to the same book. I got the res—I got the resource. That's and awesome. the resource tells me exactly who the source is. That's awesome. That's so I, awesome. I don't need no middleman. I that's don't need awesome. nobody negotiating my deals with God. God going to negotiate my deals. That's
2: awesome. So that's
1: how I move as an entrepreneur, as an artist, as a coach. You're going to get all of me. And if my faith comes out, that's what you're getting. But don't ask for my faith not to come out because that—that that would be inauthentic. Sure. That would be artificial. Sure. If, 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 I, if I suppress my faith, you're not getting me. That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. You
1: get some you get somebody false. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So the those five songs, can they be found on iTunes?
1: That's that's interesting. Um, I'm gonna do a pre-release and I'm gonna put it on my SoundClick page.
0: Soundclick. Okay.
1: Yes. And, and and I and I have it up on SoundCloud, but SoundCloud you can only stream it.
0: Okay, and then mm-hmm. I'll add the sound click at the end of this of the yeah. end of the podcast as well, so it'll be kind of in conjunction with. Yeah. So um now, for people who want to, you know, to to be coached by you or they want to be coached by your league, where can they go again? Or do you know where they can
1: email you? Or, or is there a website? Well, for for more so for sports or just coaching in general, just like. Just advice, or well, whichever one you're willing
0: to offer, you know. So, so I noticed that you coach young men in Chantilly. It looked like, you know, uh, can can you share with us about that league or or how they could? uh, Yeah,
1: definitely. definitely. So that 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 one is an interesting concept, right? Because the demographic of the people I'm really training, they're at the age where they don't need training, or so they think. So it's different, you know. Ages six to twelve. That used to be my bread and butter before COVID, pre-COVID ages 6 to 12, because they understood, hey, I need training. Sure. But now it's different, right? Post-COVID or COVID, uh, the majority, 90% of the people I'm working with are um, in high school or college or older. So 14 and over, right? Where uh, the stats are, if you're not, um, most kids retire from basketball at age 13, mm-hmm. meaning if they're not in the pipeline to play Freshman JV and B in the system to play high school ball. They stop playing mm. You know, so part of the uh, the slogan for um, The ultimate hoops, which is the basketball uh, Partnership with lifetime fitness is never retire meaning never retire from the game You can still play competitively even though you didn't make your high school team, you know, so um, in order for 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 them to receive any type of coaching or instruction through lifetime, they have to be a member. Uh, membership is like eighty bucks, um, eighty bucks per month. Um, so, so it based off of their finances, it could be a lot. It could be like, hey, that's that's nothing. So, I'm sensitive to people's financial situation. Um, but if they just want like training or things to do, I, I, I post a lot of my stuff on my Coach Newman uh, YouTube page. So, okay. they can see some of the stuff the way I train my guys. They can see some of the pickup runs. If they just want to come in as a guest, they can do that as well. too. Um, so, they can, they can hit me up. Um, I'll give them my, my Gmail. Uh, my Gmail is uh, IV. So, part of my brand is Newman, the I and the V make the end. So, I V E W M A N at Gmail. So, is my middle name Newman, but the I and the V make the end. So, I V E W M A N at gmail.com. Hit me up with an email. Uh, let me know you want to come out to exit 52. That's where um, Lifetime Centerville is located. Uh, Exit fifty two off of sixty six, and it's fifty nine hundred Trinity Parkway. So it's Centerville, Virginia. It's the only Lifetime there. So uh, you know, uh, and and they're uh, they close at ten during the week. So from five to ten during the week. And if they want to come as a guest, I'll be more than happy to bring them as a guest. They can check out the facility. I can give them some uh, advice on my my coaching mindset or philosophy. And they can run with it after that, you know. But I tell them, I'm not gonna have them running around cones and stuff. I like you can do that on YouTube. I'm gonna give you an understanding of the game where now the game becomes so fun, you enjoy it, you know. And and you have some basic understanding where, man, this is a different different game than I thought. I thought I knew basketball, but basketball, okay, you know. So yeah, that's
0: awesome. That's awesome. And you mentioned the third thing, entrepreneurship. Do you have any? I know that. Um, I know personally. That entrepreneurship, it can be in different phases or different stages. Do you have anything that you uh, feel publicly
1: led, led to share right now about your entrepreneurship journey? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, that that was the word God gave me going into um, 2020. I remember December 2019, he gave me the word, uh, the year, the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the word entrepreneur, the first five letters, I pulled out entree, mm-hmm. E-N-T-R-E, sure. entree, meaning like start creating your own meals. And and stop relying on the government to feed you. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if all you know is government cheese, that's all you think that's out there. There's a book called Who Moved My Cheese? And I read it in the midst of COVID. Powerful book. Uh, It's a short short story. Um, You know, little kids can read it. But the concept behind it is, man, what happens when your cheese is moved? And Mm -hmm. your cheese can be anything. Like your job moves. Or the way you used to do things move. Or your marriage moves your wife moved, you know, you know, like, how do you adjust to your cheese being moved? Sure. How do you respond? Sure. You know, um, do you quickly adjust? Do you, you, you find out what went wrong and then make the next moves to, you know, so that's a powerful book. So as an entrepreneur, man, you're constantly thinking outside the box, sure. stop going with, with tradition. Um, Lord and Taylor's, they shutting down all these brick and mortar businesses are shutting down things. E- e-commerce is now the buzzword, but I've been on e-commerce like, Man, back in early two thousands, late late nineties. Sure. So it, it, sometimes you can have a vision that's beyond before its time, and people have to just get caught up to it. And so I think a lot of people are getting caught up to e-commerce, but it's been around. It's it just stands for electronic commerce. Right. Do it thing electronically over this over the phone. People are so comfortable doing transactions over the phone now. Cash app, uh, PayPal, all these are transactions without physically handing money. Sure, you know people have online stores. Hey man, send me your Cash App. I'll deliver my T-shirt. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's so so much, so so many different ways to make money as an entrepreneur. But you have to understand again, back to understanding, understand how money is made. Matter of fact, I was sharing with one of the guys, what exactly is money? What is money that people keep chasing after it? Mm. What is money that when I look at any denomination of currency, it says? In God, I trust. So
2: mm-hmm. money
1: is telling me to trust in God, but I'm chasing money and I'm not chasing God. <laughs> so what, what, is, what is money? Right, That's right, what people right. are chasing. People are going broke over money. Marriages are being dissolved over money. Like, right. hold up, man. got this money thing. What is money? Answer that question, right? Right, right? So if you have not not even thought about what money is, like, answer it for yourself. What is money? Mm-hmm. What is money? Mm-hmm. Like, Tony, can I exchange an idea with you and then you pay me for it? Right, was money changed? You, right. you, you know what I'm saying? What is money?
0: Right, right, right. Powerful question, powerful question. Something worth you know meeting on,
1: amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Using on. On you know what I mean? Like, like, think about it and then crack the code on it so you stop chasing something that is immaterial. Mm. When money is a form of currency, that's why we have exchange rates. Money is meant to be exchanged. I exchange an idea, man, you might pay me for it or compensate me for it. Sure, but what is that? most people uh, do a steady nine to five for they don't have time for the things that matter the most is relationships but they keep chasing this money thing put the, the relationships on the back burner like crack the code on this money thing so mm. you stop chasing and you truly trust god and, and trust him at his word that he will provide never have i seen the righteous forsaken nor the children begging for bread mm. and, and money is an, another euphemism that said, man i'm trying to, i'm the breadwinner i'm getting bread I'm getting mm. cream. I'm getting cheese. All these euphemisms. Hold up, that's food. you use them food terms, But the only food I know in the Bible is Jesus, the bread of life. So you're trying to eat, or you want crumbs? Let's talk about it. Let's go. Amen. Right? What you doing?
0: Amen. What Amen. Is
2: money?
0: Amen. What is money? Amen. Yeah, I, I uh, shared a, I shared a message that I, I need to turn into a, a video, where you have to know the difference between your bread and your currency. You know, your mm. bread is go supposed, to, the, the bread is supposed to be from heaven. That's, mm. the, that's that audience of one thing that, that you have to get your self-worth, your identity, your power. You need to always get that from God. But then you have to also uh, we know in Ecclesiastes, it says that money moves all things. So that so that it, it is a uh, both money and then now uh, influence are equal currencies. And mm. those currencies, you don't want to say that they're nothing because they, they are something. Right. but they're not your bread. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? So 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 you know you have to always keep the main thing the main thing that the bread yeah. is the is that heavenly spiritual mm-hmm. what is your self worth? Who are you? Who are you working for? Who is your audience, you know? Within yeah. yeah. the currency you're aware of it, you know. Right. You right. you're aware of it cuz it's a power.
2: Right? You know, it, right.
0: It, 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 it's it's like your water intake or it's You know, uh, it's, it's, it's similar to that, but, but sometimes you, people get it confused and they start living for the currency instead of living for the bread. So, uh, I need to turn that into a video, but, but, uh, you know, there's, there's many things to do. (laughs) So, so, uh, now when people want to connect with you from a business standpoint, do you have a particular email or a website that we can direct them to? All
1: right. So, so I gave you my, my, uh, my Gmail. Gmail is just personal. Okay. My iCloud. So same thing, Newman, I-V-E-W-M-A-N at iCloud.com. Okay. That's business. Okay. Right. If we in the cloud, we exchange the business ideas. We got high hopes. Okay. Right? Right. 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 Gmail, that's more a little personal. But the iCloud, let's let's talk business, you know, and, and I'm a, a, and I'ma kinda of see where your vision is. I always wanna get other other people's vision. Because if there's a potential for partnership, I have to understand your overarching, man. What are you looking downrange at? Sure. And sometimes or not. Part of my brand for Newman Athletic is making the assist so that others can score big and win life championships. Mm. So it's it's not about me. I already got my vision. I already got my marching orders. But how can I come alongside you, maybe connect you with some people? Hey, y'all might be good together. Y'all might flow well, or the chemistry might be good, or the synergy might be good here. So I might not necessarily do business with you, but I might connect you with some people that would probably be a better fit because I'm not a, I'm not the right fit for everybody, especially with what I'm doing. And, and I come to grips with that. So I'm not looking to partner with everybody. But if I can connect you, hey, you do film. She does film. Y'all might see if it work out. I can't guarantee anything. You know, what I mean, so 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 my my iCloud will be the best way to hit me if, if you know, for serious business inquiries or if you want to just talk business or even brainstorm, get in the creative space, my iCloud. And my Gmail is just personal, hey, man, you know, personal questions. I'll feel it. I, I, I just try to keep things a little bit separate, sure. That way, um, part of boundaries. Sure. My business people, I handle you a certain way. Sure. because business is like, hold up, man, It's a bigger vision. We have greater influence. people sure. could be affected. Sure. you know, let's make sure we get we, we get this thing right. You know what I mean, the personal stuff, man, there's more leeway. there's more grace. Sure. Business right here? Nah, hold up, man. That's off. That's unethical. I can't roll with you. You might sure. want to watch out for that. So sure. I'm, I'm a little bit more cutthroat when it comes to business because I understand this and I've been burnt and I don't want nobody to get burnt. Awesome. You see what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Well, I, I can definitely say we will uh, becoming disciplined is going to become a brand where we hope to kind of turn the turn it into. If you're familiar with uh, Eric Thomas. Uh, okay. You know they do conventions or conferences, and and we would love to par- partner with you in the future as we expand out and we, and we uh, move this brand from you know from this podcast to other, other venues. We we definitely want to keep in contact with you. Uh, definitely, uh, Kwame, can you please share with our audience any closing thoughts and any uh, any uh, any closing thoughts that you have for our audience? And you first of all, before you even start, I want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank you for all of your wisdom that you share. You have shared with us many, many golden nuggets that I am going to personally take with me. And uh, you just don't know how many of the, the the different junctures within this, or different moments within this podcast that I'm going to, I'm going to, even as I'm editing, I'm going to personally write down in my own personal journal and kind of. Keep it uh, and 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 remind myself. You know, the, there's the old expression: thoughts disentangle themselves over the lips and through pencil tips. You know, what I'm saying. So mm. I'm going to write down personally a lot of these uh, these uh, moments of wisdom that you shared with us, and I'm going to personally uh, put it into my life. Uh, so I, I want to thank you, uh, my audience. Thanks you. I appreciate you for coming on. You definitely are a gift. and uh, You are a gift from God, and, and and you're a gift to the community that you're in. So. With all of that being said, I want to give you the closing thoughts, uh, any closing thoughts that you have for our audience of, of Becoming Disciplined.
1: Uh, definitely. One, um, you know, with, with the music, man, I want to release release it as soon as possible. And I thank God I have a platform that I don't, I don't have to wait. So I'm going to get it uploaded on uh, SoundClick um, and I'll send you the link uh, whenever you're ready to post it up. It'll be ready for the for the audience. So so this is just for the audience, you know, because I'm here staying disciplined. I want to be on top of it. I like, hey, no need, no need to wait. Let let's get it out today. You know what I mean. So for the for the um, so I'm gonna post it up, and man, it's five songs, five songs from the heart that I just want to share with the world. One of it is called Pressure, um, and 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 I'll I'll leave the audience with this, man. Sometimes you gotta understand what pressure is, and the way I look at words, right? You look at the four last letters of the word pressure is sure, mm. S U R E. Mm. Sometimes God will bring pressure your way so you know you're sure of what's inside of you. You're sure of who he is. You're, you're, you're sure of the things around you. It's it just bringing surety. Surety is security.
2: Sure.
1: you know. And so so don't, don't be afraid of the pressure. Lean into that pressure. And part of pressure, 211 to 212, right? At sea level, water goes from liquid um, to boiling, right? When it transitions from 2 to 11 to 212, one degree change, mm-hmm. right? And that's uh, degrees Fahrenheit. If you increase the altitude, water can boil at a lower temperature. Mm -hmm. Doesn't necessarily have to be 211. 211 to 212, that's at sea level. Wow. What God is saying is if he wants to expedite something in your life or promote you without taking any type of shortcuts, he has to allow pressure to do the work. Mm. So pressure will mature you. Pressure will increase you. Pressure will build your character like none other. Mm. That's what he allows. He allows pressure sure. without any shortcuts. There's no shortcuts to pressure. Wow. Right. Wow. So what pressure does? It allows you to get promoted in terms of altitude and elevation without. Whew, wow. Without. Wow. without so, so before, man, like I, I would, I would shrink back at pressure. I would run away from the pressure. But what God was doing is He was trying to elevate me and promote me without any shortcuts. So I had to learn how to lean into the pressure. Mm. That's why Paul said, "I'm hard pressed from every side," right? Yeah. And, and Paul learned how to be content in whatever situation because he knew who was controlling the levers. God is is controlling pressure, not the enemy. Sometimes we attribute too much to the enemy. We think it's the devil. We think it's the enemy. Hold up, man. Hold up. Did did you ever for once think that God might be controlling some of the things that's going on? Mm. Even the story with Job. It was uh, uh, was God that that increased the pressure to allow certain things to happen. Mm. Hey, you can do this to Job, but don't do this to Job. It was God that was in control of the different levers to allow Job to go through all that he went through so that he got double for whatever he went through. Wow. wow. God wanted to expedite that process mm. of promotion, but it was through pressure. He went through hell. Right. 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 But right. God did that. Absolutely. God said, hey, have you considered my servant, Joe? He said that to, to Satan. Mm. Have you considered my servant, Joe? Right. So sometimes we're going through life and we attributing things and we're giving the enemy credit. Hold up. Why are you giving the enemy credit? Did you think, did you ask God if, Lord, are you behind this? Amen. Amen. So so my my, my message to the audience is one, understand what pressure is and just ask the question, Lord, how do you want to have, how should I handle this? Is it from you? Are you allowing this? Is there something that you want out of me? Wow. That needs to come out. So even in the midst of COVID, I've learned that, man, the fruit of the Holy Spirit in Galatians, chapter 5, 22 and 23, they need to be real for me. When pressure comes, I want love to come out. I want joy to come out. I want peace to come out. I don't want ugliness and anger to come out. And that's what was coming out. So Mm -hmm. now it it calls me, Lord, man, let let, let your goodness, let kindness come out. Let gentleness come out. Imagine Mm -hmm. you getting all your buttons pressed and gentleness comes out. Mm -hmm. Patience comes out. Love comes out. The Bible talks about how a gentle tongue can break a bone. I never understood that until I understood pressure. That's why we have pressure points. Come on, somebody. A gentle tongue breaking a bone. Man, when you get the visual of that in the book of Proverbs, I'm like, hold up. Or a gentle uh, gentle answer can turn away wrath. Wow. Wow. That means if I respond differently, they'll act differently. Whoa, what a thought. Wow. Right? So understanding pressure. And don't forsake small beginnings, man. A small business. All businesses start small. Start small to go big. Everybody want to have a big business. They want to have a big... Hold up, man. Start at the grassroots. Hmm. Wear your eight hats. You Amen. know what I mean? Learn the ins and outs. Amen. Right? That way, when you delegate it, man, you know, hold up, man. There's a reason why I delegated this. I can't do it. That means we're growing. Amen. But wear your eight hats until you start growing.
0: Powerful. Powerful, man. Powerful. Great stuff. Pressure. Amen. Pressure for sure. To, amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm a, I'm
1: gonna I'm release it. I'm gonna I'm a release it today, today. Uh-huh. Today I'll get up there for you, man.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And okay. and I should be done editing hopefully by Monday or Tuesday. Okay. You have a uh, uh, Kwame, I, w- I wanna thank you. I want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank you for changing lives. Uh, I know that uh, there's elements of this podcast that have already changed my life. I speak that into existence. Wow.
1: And Hallelujah.
0: you want to change the lives of
1: my of my podcast as well. Amen. So thank you so much. Yeah, definitely an honor, Tony. Thank you for thinking of me to be on this. Um, you know, again, goes back to small beginnings, man. Never give up in what you're doing. You you, you never know who's watching you. Sometimes yeah. we get caught up in the fanfare, man. Do I have the number of, right number of followers? Man, the audience of one, man. You never know who's watching you. Amen. You know what I mean? But so just, man, do do the right thing. God's going to take care of you.
0: That's powerful. That's powerful, my yeah. brother. We want to thank Kwame North for coming on the show. To listen to his anointed music or to follow his leadership journey, please check him out on SoundCloud or YouTube.